0: Welcome to the Venture Church podcast of Venture Church in South Mississippi. Find out more about us at VentureChurch.org. And you guys look so good. Can I say that? You look great. And uh, I'm so glad that you're here. All of our campuses, we welcome all of you. And the thousands and thousands and thousands online, man, we want you to connect with us. Let us know that you're there. Uh, Go ahead and chat with our chat host, and you may be feeling like this morning, I was kind of like, Lord, what all are you saying? And in that song about it may look like we're surrounded, I thought, you know, that's what we all feel, and we feel like we're surrounded by the COVID, we're surrounded by negativity, we're surrounded by bad news, and I need to tell you that it may look like you're surrounded, but you're surrounded by the Lord, and uh, I want you to get that in 2 Kings chapter 6, it's where that came from. Because Elisha was surrounded by the Arameans, you can go back and read it, it's so cool. And uh, he, he had a little, a little servant, Gehazi, and uh, Gehazi uh, says, hey, what are we going to do? We're surrounded by the Arameans. And he said, Lord, open his eyes so he can really see who's going to win this battle. And he looks up and he sees the chariots of fire and the armies of the Lord, and the Arameans are blinded, and he leads them like a little child into Israel. I mean, it's an incredible, incredible story, and that's your story. And I don't know what you're feeling like you know, this morning I had these bad feelings come over me like hey you know this this is kind of funky and like God says you know I'm not like I'm not like enveloped in your feelings you know I am God and I am using this in a powerful way so I want you to know that that we're gonna we're winning now and you're gonna see the victory as we move forward now we're in a series and one of the great things that's come out of COVID for us it was kind of what I needed ...to push me into what God was leading me to... ...and I couldn't really figure it out... ...and I couldn't figure it out... ...and COVID gave me a lot of time to figure... ...and I began to figure that we need to move forward... ...but we have been a church... ...and it's been good, okay... ...we've been a church of come and see, all right... ...we've built environments... ...you've invited your friends... ...you've invited your unchurched friends... ...we try to give them a message... ...and we try to give them worship... ...that they'll hear somewhere else... ...so that they can connect with that... ...and that you don't feel weird... ...and they don't feel weird... And it has worked. We've had over 17,000 different people that we have information on that have come at different times to venture at one of our campuses, not counting online. And you're like, well, why would you change that?" Because God is doing a new thing. And I don't want you to get hung up on all the things that you've known because you may not know this, but like the first church building for Christians wasn't built until AD 256. Like for 250 years, 300 years, Christians were meeting from house to house and in public gatherings when they would meet together, they weren't meeting in First Baptist Church Jerusalem. You, you say, well, how about an organ? I mean, we, we, I, still, I don't have anybody ask that anymore, but I used to have like, well, well Jesus had an organ. Well, now that, you know, that's probably not the way to put that. But, but the reality is the organ didn't come into a church building into the 1400s. You say, how about Sunday school? I mean, you got to have Sunday school, right? I mean, Jesus had Sunday school. That didn't happen to the 1750s. You say, how about Awana? you got to have Awana. I mean, don't you want you know the word? Well, Awana started in the 1950s. You say, how about all these, these guitars and, and, and drums and lights and all that? Well, that came in the 60s when God was moving in the Jesus movement, and people were coming to faith off the beaches in California, and they wanted music that they could play that they knew that that would be translated to the people that they knew out on the beach and out in the world. Listen, it's easy to confuse methods with the message. The message never changes. The methods can change, but we want to see them go back to where it was in the first century. So we were attractional, come and see. Now we're missional, Go and be. Now, I, I, I want to do that, but I can't. I'm afraid I'll pop a hip. But, but the reality is, God is calling us back to the first century, back to the book of Acts, where the early church did four things. Now, don't let this freak you out. Some people have been freaked out about it. I know that because, listen, it takes a moment to get your mind around something simple. When we roll out something complex in the church, you're going, well, that makes sense. Or we're gonna do this, we'll check that off, we'll check this off, we'll check that off. But when I say to you, no, we're gonna do four things that the early church did, we're gonna meet in house churches. You're like, wait a minute, what does that mean? We don't come on Sunday, what do you mean we're not gonna to have to just calm down? It means we're gonna like raise up, it's gonna take some time, it's not gonna to happen tonight. We're gonna to raise up pastors who have pastoral gifts, we're gonna raise up hosts who have the gift of hospitality. And we're going to have different churches in your neighborhood that you can meet on Wednesday nights. This is, you know, after COVID, we're going to start with Zoom and we're, we're going to take care of you. We're not being crazy. Don't criticize us. You know, we're figuring this out, okay? But you'll have house churches and that will be your community. And, and I want to tell you, it's going to be powerful because there's a lot of you that have gifts and you've been great in the parking lot. We still have in the parking lot, but you know, God is calling you to be a house church pastor. Now, now let us determine that in the timing. Okay. Because it may not be this week and you'll get in a house church, you'll see it, you'll get the DNA, you get to fill of it. And then we'll meet every week in the temple courts. And that is just in a gathering, a public gathering, which thank God we have some buildings, And we can still meet on Sunday, and we'll still have, like, you can still invite your friends. It will still be enjoyable, but we will point everything back to house churches. Like, when you come on Sunday, go, hey, man, let's rally. We're we're, we're a church of house churches, and we're going to celebrate, but we want to point you back. Find a map with a dot on it, because there's a house church right there. And if you live near there, man, go there on Wednesday nights. It's going to be amazing. And then we're going to serve the community and serve one another. As there are needs that come up in your house church, I mean, somebody say, you know, I'm praying right now because, you know, behind on my rent, you know, you know, we'll kind of look at that and pray over that. And, you know, your house church pastor will say, hey, this is something we need to help with or whatever, and, and, and then we'll serve the community. We're going to find new ways to serve the community, work with other agencies, and meet the needs in our communities because, look, we're spread all over South Mississippi. And we're going to give generously. I mean, it's a robust giving, and we're going to raise the water level in our communities. Here's the cool thing. When God moves spiritually, our world changes culturally. And what God is doing all around us to kind of give you something to go by, because a lot of you separate church from your real life, and I'm trying to get you to understand you are the church. Like, wherever you go, Christ is with you. Like, you're more important than I am in a lot of sages because I'm not there. And, and and God is decentralizing everything in our world. Think about this. Stay stay with me. I want you to think about this. Think about the fact that no longer do you stand in line typically, unless you're, you know, eighty or ninety, do you stand in line for a yellow taxi? What do you do? You get on your phone, Uber. You see it coming toward your house, you know, driving up, and you, you check and you know, make sure it's not a mass murder, and then you get in and you go somewhere. Okay, so so you get that like like some of you. How many of you have ever Airbnb? Would you raise your hand? You've ever rented out? Your, yeah, like all of you. My goodness, goodness, where do y'all stay? I mean, but here's the reality: you're renting your house out to total strangers, and you're crushing the hotel industry. Way to go! I mean, the reality is, man. You going like, "Hey, this is my home. I want to use my home. This is a good thing. I, can, you know, I can like, you know, let people stay here, and you know, I can make some money, and they've got a great place to stay, and so, you know." So, see, you're decentralizing everything, and you're using your home. Isn't that cool? Stash is a brand new like like deal where where you can store things at your house. Get this, this is a new thing. We're looking into it. We want to use our buildings for every possible thing we can. And Stash is a company that will rent out, like, your your garage. They'll rent out half of your garage to somebody, and, like, they'll come and you have an appointed time. They'll come and get their stuff out of your garage. Now, you couldn't do that in my garage because we need a Stash for our garage. But the reality is, we're decentralizing everything and using your homes. Do you see how God is working this in the whole world? See, see, God, in His general revelation, is telling the whole world, I'm decentralizing all these going to a building. If you've got an office, or if you've got a business that's, de- that's determined, you've got to have a building, you're in trouble. Because all of it is being decentralized, even office space. We want to do shared office space where we have people that kind of, they lease some space. And we get to be around them, get to know them, share the gospel with them. I mean, you can buy a car online. Did you realize that? I didn't realize that until this week. CarMax, you you can buy a car online and they will bring it to your house. That is insane. How many of you, and I want you to be honest. How many of you have ever bought toilet paper on Amazon? Raise your hand. Yeah, because there's no toilet paper. I know, I get it. Yeah, I've got friends that they buy toilet paper on Amazon and then they'll buy a couch. I mean, you don't have to leave your house. You see what God is doing? He's doing some crazy things to say, hey, you need to understand that like waiter, you don't have to go to a restaurant. You just dial a number. You can order Kentucky Fried Chicken and they'll bring the chicken to your house. That's what's happening around their world. And all COVID did was speed that up. He said, what does that mean for us as a church? Well, it means as we move forward, we're going to obey God. When Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, 19 and 20, he says, therefore, go. Sorry. G-O, go. Okay, I'm getting football. I'm trying to get, that, trying to get the good coin. G-O, go. He, he said, go and make disciples. Now, that word literally means as you are going. It means in your life. It means when you go to school. It means when you go to work. He says, as you are going about your regular life, when you're out there Ubering around, he says, go and make disciples of all nations, okay? Baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He says, the Holy Spirit will come and you will be my witnesses. You will be on mission. So you say, well, what does all that mean? Because you've used half of your time to tell us what you're going to talk about. Well, it's a short sermon. It's only got two points. Uh, And it's about Zacchaeus. Do you remember Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus, a wee little man? wee little man was he? Climbed up in a sycamore tree? See what he could see? Okay, Luke chapter 19, we're going to see a big part of house churches and a big part of a change in your life that I want to convince you through the scriptures is very important, found in Luke chapter 19, maybe my favorite chapter in the whole Bible. Because Jesus at the end of this little era, this little part of the passage is going to give a purpose statement. It's my purpose statement. So Luke chapter 19 verse 1. Jesus entered into Jericho and was passing through. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. who was a chief tax collector. He was wealthy because he, he ripped his own people off by taxing them more than was required by the Roman government. And he wanted to see who Jesus was of being a wee little man. Uh, it's in the Greek. Uh, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and he climbed up a sycamore tree to see him. And since Jesus was coming that way, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and he welcomed him gladly. And all the people saw this and they began to mutter, he's gone to, the, to be a guest of a sinner. Yeah, because he came for sinner, sinful people. But Zacchaeus stood up and he said, and I think this was at his house at dinner. Look, Lord, here I've given half of my possessions to the poor. If I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times that amount. And Jesus said, today salvation has come to your house because this man too is a son of Abraham. This is the purpose statement. For the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's why I'm here. That's why we do this. We, we've come to seek and to save those who are lost, but you can't do that if you don't be in, if you don't become intentional about inviting people with regard to coming to know Jesus. And that's what I want to talk about. It's, it's about invitations. And they said, "I love the video." And we're at Jones County, man. We're going to launch next year. Like we're going to have the temple court deal. We already have the gro- the groups, the, the house churches that are meeting, kind of in a in a, in a way meeting there and kind of connecting. But, but the reality is, you know, the invitations are powerful. And, and it requires you to get out of your comfort zone. That's what she said. We had to get out of our comfort zone. And, and really, it's not, you don't have to get out of your comfort zone to come to a big building and sit for a few minutes, two, two times a month. I got to thinking about that. Listen, that's not even a good hobby. It, it, like, if you love fishing, you only fish once or twice a month, you're not really good at it. I mean, it's got to be more than that for it to be something that really matters to you. So here's the big idea in Luke chapter 19 that I've never seen before in my life. You go, well, you should have read your Bible more because I saw that. Because I've always looked at this in one way. But now that God is preparing us for house churches, I see it in a totally different way. And here it is. Jesus invited himself to Zacchaeus' home. I've never noticed that before. I mean, let that sink in. Now, we read that and go, oh, Zacchaeus, you know, we little man. But no, no, he, he's got, you, you think about it, if you're up the sycamore tree and you're looking, you know, Jesus is a teacher. You know, he's a great guy. You don't know him. You've never met him. You can't go to the temple because you're sinful because you're a tax collector. And he gets up under this tree and he looks up at you and he says, hey, I'm going, he didn't say, I'm going, I'm, hey, can we have lunch? Can we drink coffee? Can Can we meet the temple? What does he say? Come down right now, I'm going to your house. Excuse me? What would you have said had you been up that tree? See, we well, life's up a tree right now. Well, what would you have said if Jesus, now put yourself there, okay? And, and I, I'll, put my, I'll answer for me because I don't want you to have to talk a lot. But, but if Jesus, he, he looks up and he goes, I'm coming down to your house. You're coming down right now and I'm going to your house and I'm going today. You come down right now, and I'm going to your home. That literally meant I'm going to your house, not just to eat dinner. I'm going to your house to spend the night. Talk about comfort zone. What would you have said? You know, me you know what I think I would have said? Well, you know, I need to check with my wife. I mean, I've learned with my wife after almost 40 years, you don't surprise that woman unless you want to lose a digit. Okay, so, so I'd, I'd say, well, let me check with Alicia to make sure the house is cleaned up, you know, we throw stuff in the closet, you know. Well, let me check my schedule and see if, you know, we got an under seven t-ball league, and it's vital because my boy's going to play pro. Well, let, let me, I, we got, I got a golf turn, You know, I, let, let me, hold on a second, Jesus, uh, you know, because we don't know if you can go to, we might go another time, but like tonight is not a good night. Yeah. The baby's gonna be up. yeah. I mean, Netflix and chill, Mia. Alicia's Netflix and chill. We're married. We can Netflix and chill. See, see, I've always looked at this passage, and this is where God is doing something new in me that I'm so excited about. I've always looked at it from the from the position of Zacchaeus, and we're going like, hey, you know, like he wouldn't, he didn't let the crowd keep him from Jesus, you know, like 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 he, he was willing to to invite Jesus in his house. He didn't invite Jesus; invited himself into his house. He, he invited all of his friends. He received something money couldn't buy. That's not the point of the story. Listen, the two big ideas is that Jesus invited Himself into this man's life, into his stress, into his mess. And the second big idea is be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Be, be willing to get out of your comfort zone. You say, I don't know if I feel like. You know, no, no, be willing to get out of your comfort zone because God wants to use you to invite yourself into someone else's life. What's that? What if that's the big idea of COVID? That God has got you sitting around your house, and for the first time, you've noticed you have neighbors. For the first time, you've walked around and you've talked to people. And at the right time, now we're going to start with Zoom. But at the right time, and they're, about the election, we're going to get, you know, all the things are going to be settled. You know, about the election, about November the 4th, we're going to find a cure and it's all going to work out. But I'm just saying, like, let, let we prepare ourselves to invite someone into our home. Prepare yourself to invite yourself into somebody else's home. Did you realize that when you sign up for a house church, you're basically inviting yourself into somebody else's home? Use your gifts. Some of you are so gifted. You've been given shepherd gifts, you've been given gifts of hospitality, you've been given gifts of service. And we want you to use those gifts in a house church. Begin to ask God to show you what your gifts are and how you can use those gifts. You say, But I'm afraid. You know, I don't really have time. I don't know if I really want to be around all these. You know, I, I got enough stress and mess to last me for a long time. I'm going to tell you, house churches get gritty. They said get granular. You know, I, I, I'm just not a people person. Would you stop it? Be like Jesus. Matthew chapter 9, there's a whole other story about a different guy that's a tax collector. He walks by him. He sees him sitting at his tax collector booth. And he says, come follow me. I mean, Matthew, we don't know that Matthew really knew who Jesus was. In the next verse, he's sitting at Matthew's house. I think when Matthew got up, he goes, hey, hey, come follow me because I'm going to your house. Where do you live? Uh, You know, we're going to have a meal and and it's going to be great. And he became one of the disciples. He wrote the book of Matthew. Uh, Jesus went to a guy's house. He was a leper. You think COVID's bad. Leprosy gets on you, your arm starts falling off. Uh, Peter, he's at Peter's house and he's teaching. Get this. This would be so cool. I'd love for this to happen here because some of you get saved. Because he was at Peter's house teaching and they tore the roof off and let a paralyzed man down while he was at his house. He went to the Pharisee's house. He went to the chief Pharisee's house. I mean, he's at the Pharisee's house, and a woman comes up, and she's washing his feet, and she is a sinner. I'm not going to go into detail. We've got way too many kids in here, but she is a sinner, if you know what I mean, and she's washing his feet at somebody's house. Transformation is taking place, not in the building, not in the temple. It's taking place in somebody's home, and it explodes. Listen, I'm not telling you just to walk up to a random person that has a, like, like a chainsaw running and invite them to your house. Don't be, don't be crazy. But when God leads you into people and around, you put, puts you around people and he kind of puts it on your heart, you, you need to take another step. You, you, you need to take that other step of inviting yourself into their space because they need to know about Jesus. And at least you know about Jesus. You say, what does it look like other than Jesus Christ? Because I'm not Jesus. Well, Acts chapter 8, there's Philip. And God tells Philip, hey, you go down this road and you just keep walking. And he, go down, he goes down that road and he sees a guy in a chariot, an Ethiopian eunuch. And he's come from Ethiopia, he's come from Africa. And, and of all the pieces of the Bible he could have received, he bought a piece of the Bible. See, back then they didn't have printing presses. You get like a piece, like a parchment piece. He unros and it's Isaiah 55 talking about Jesus. And he stands near enough that when he gets nearer and nearer, he hears him reading out loud. And, and, and listen, this is what Philip does. He, he, he invites himself into his presence. He, gets, he said, do you understand? So you got to be smart. you got to be wise. Do you understand what you're reading? You, you get that? And he goes, No, how can not Unless somebody explains it to me. He says, It's going up here. He explains to him about the Lord, okay? The guy gets saved. He stops his chariot. They get out and he baptizes him. And then Philip takes off again. You say, What's the big deal about that? He became the bishop, his, history says, uh, of the church in Ethiopia. And we had the Ethiopians here this morning, missionaries in that place where this man, Philip, was willing to introduce himself into somebody else's life. And it's affecting my grandchildren. See, when we turn you loose with the gospel and with your gifts and and we kind of encourage you and we pour into you, it multiplies. It's no longer, Brother Jeff's got to be here. Brother Jeff's got to be here. Brother Jeff is getting old. That's what the kids say that work here. I can still roll with it. Still got that twitch. You say, well, what do I do? Well, let's start praying. Let's start praying about it. Look, you don't have to be Gandhi for God to use you. Are you listening to me? You don't have to be Mother Teresa. The disciples were simple men. They worked every day. They were fishermen, a lot of them. One was almost a terrorist, Simon the Zealot. They were simple, ordinary men. You go back and read Acts chapter 4. And earlier in that chapter, it says about them, they realized they were unlearned men. I'm almost through. They were unlearned men, but they realized they had been with Jesus. And that was a deciding factor of God using them. God used people like you, not just me. He used people like you to change the world. And that's about to happen, my friends. We're going to set you free, empower you, coach you, encourage you, come alongside you, love you, hold your arms up so you can change the world. If God sent his son Jesus to go from house to house, how can we do any less? Would you begin praying? In two, weeks, two or three weeks I'm talking about this, but listen, when you pray, God begins to move. And when you pray, he begins to change your heart. And when you pray and you put away some things you've been doing during COVID, kind of help you get through, all of a sudden God comes in and he does those things for you in a way that doesn't make you feel so dirty and guilty. And all of a sudden you're ready to roll. What we do in the dip has everything to do with what happens when we come out of this. And let's come out of it running. Sorry. Sorry. I got excited about what I see God about to do and I can't help it because I see you as preachers and teachers and shepherds and encouragers changing our world from the inside just like Jesus intended from the very beginning. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I want to pray for you because I'm proud of you. Whether you're online and you're worshiping And you're going, hey, man, I can do this. You know, at the right time, we can do this. We can do this. you go. I don't know if I can do this. I mean, you think I could do this? Listen, God can use anyone that's willing to allow him to fill them with his spirit. We're jars of clay, man. Jesus is the treasure. We're just pots. And the more the clay pot gets cracked the more the light shines out of it. Father, I thank you that even though we have made this so complicated because we've tried to make it look like preachers were so smart and perfect so they get paid. And God, we didn't think about the fact that we're to raise people, we're to raise pastors up. We're to raise people up to do the work of the ministry. God, send us a great revival. God, send it here. Help us do anything short of sin to reach one more person with the gospel. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Venture Church Podcast. To find a campus near you, check out VentureChurch.org.